Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Let me just share something with you. I was lying down and and I heard in the spirit. Please listen to this. It's, um, it's something that happened whilst I was lying down before I came. I was praying. And I heard in the spirit a voice saying, he is looking for souls, the souls of men. He is looking for souls, the souls of men. So I was wondering what, what the voice could be. The Holy Spirit explained to me that Satan is looking for the souls of men. This is an obvious thing, but to be more specific, this year, that is his strategy. And he's going to use a lot of a lot of issues. He's going to use words. He's going to use actions. He's going to use behaviors of a whole lot of things to get into our souls. For us to start responding from our souls instead of our spirit. And a lot of Christians will end up in the hospital because they have not seen this. They have not come to the understanding or realization of it. And because their, their immune system will be dealt with. Because the devil is seeking after souls, seeking after souls. And he said, the souls of men. That's what I heard. He's seeking after souls. He's seeking after souls. The souls of men. The souls of men. Then the Spirit of God said to me that, but there is good news. He said that this is going to usher those who will find out into prayer. Now, those who will find out will, and will give themselves unto prayer because it is only prayer that can stop it from, from happening. The more you pray, the more your spirit will be responsive than your soul. So the Lord said, now people will pray intensely than ever before. Then he said, when they pray, this is also the time where a lot of my people would have supernatural experiences with me. So if you used to pray an hour, something is going to move you to pray for two hours. If you pray for two hours, something, you will feel as a burden. You will feel, I can't let this happen. And for some of you, it's going to come, it's going, there are going to be troubles. There are going to be issues. Issues like that you haven't planned for. Issues that have not been thought of. And they are going to come one after the other. 
like Jesus would, would say, be of good cheer. This is going to usher us into another level of prayer. So I decided to do something for us, but I'll wait till maybe in February because we have 20 days faith fast from tomorrow. In the, yeah, next week, Monday, Tuesday. In the month of February, right from the 1st of February, we will be embarking on one and a half hours prayer every midnight. One and a half hours of prayer every midnight. You know. But from before then, please give yourself to prayer. Just pray. Just like pray. You know, you don't need to feel like praying, but pray. Pray, 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 pray. And let's keep the devil outside the gate. Okay? All right. I'm going to take you through an amazing exposition. This is our year of revealing Jesus as what? Truth and love. Revealing Jesus as truth and love. Revealing Jesus as truth and love. Now, I'm going to take you through the word truth. Truth. Let me ask you, what is truth? Something that is correct. <laughs> what is truth? Have you ever asked yourself that? Truth. What is truth? Speak the truth. Tell the truth. I swear upon the Bible that I will speak everything I'm saying here is the truth, nothing but the truth. You've heard that before. So the question is, what is truth? Ephesians 4.21 He said, if so be that ye heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in him, is in Jesus. Can you see that? If so be that ye have heard him, and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. As the truth is in Jesus. Say, as the truth is in Jesus. Show us TPT version of this. As the truth is only in Jesus. If you have really experienced the anointed one and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life. Wow. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. Now here, instead of the writer using the word truth, he said reality. So we'll look at what reality is and what truth is. Just so that when you are reading portions of scriptures and you see truth, reality, you know that, you know, you know what it means. All right, show me John chapter 17, verse 3. King James first, and then maybe TPT. The truth is only in Jesus. The truth is in Jesus. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent can you see here too okay 
TPT. Eternal life means to know and experience you. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God. And to know and experience Jesus as the son whom you have sent. So now here the Bible is referring to the father as the only true God. Please note this. The only true God. All right. Now, the word truth in the Greek is an amazing word called aletheia. Aletheia. A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A. A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A. Aletheia. 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 A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A. Aletheia. Now, aletheia, if you've written it, it is a compound word. A and lithia. But the lithia is from the root word called lanthano. Lanthano. L-A-N-T-H-A-N-O. L-A-N-T-H-A-N-O. Lanthano. So, in other words, what it means is a lanthano. Okay, that's the root word. Now, the a, the a means without. 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 And lanthano or lithia is to be hidden. To be hidden or concealed. You know, like hiding something. So, uh-huh, to be hidden or to be concealed. Without a, and then lanthano, to be hidden or concealed. So, you know, when you study the Greek, they will always exp- give you the word, explain it, and then they will tell you literally what it means is this. Because if you want to add without to be hidden it doesn't make sense you see (laughs) or without concealed it doesn't make really sense so they try to put it together in a more literal sense which means nothing hidden nothing hidden that's what it means aletheia means nothing hidden truth means nothing hidden or manifestation of a hidden reality nothing hidden or manifestation of a hidden reality manifestation of a hidden reality manifestation of a hidden reality which means that there is a reality that has been what made manifest that's what the word truth means so when you go to the court and um, there are some clerks there, when you stand in the box, they will give you a Bible. Okay? And then they will ask you, do you swear to speak the truth? Nothing but the truth. And then you say what? Yes, I do. Do you know what it means? Now, what it means is that 
you you are you are you are swearing to the court or you are telling the whole court that there is some truth some reality that only you know and you are now willing to make them manifest that is why when you are lying they will tell you you swore that you will tell the truth it means that there is a, a reality that is known to you. Only you know it. So come and tell the court the reality. So it is called truth. So you are making manifest a hidden reality. So truth is a hidden manifestation of a hidden reality. A reality that is hidden but is now made manifest. When I was, th- when I was studying this, I realized, I felt I, I now understood the word of God more than ever. Because a whole lot of things were coming to me. You, you will see. It will come to you. <laughs> Do you understand up to this point? Do you remember the woman with the issue of blood? When Jesus asked, who touched me? Nobody spoke. Go to Matthew 5.33. Nobody spoke. The Bible used the word Alithea for the woman that she fell before Jesus and she spoke the truth. And again, Mark 5.33 But the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her. Can you see it? She knew what was done where? In her. Came and fell down before him and told him all the alithea. It was a reality that has happened inside of her. Nobody knew. So she came to now make manifest the reality inside of her. Now, if this is so, then you need to understand that there always has to be a correspondence. Okay? Listen to this before you write. There always has to be a correspondence between the reality and what you are either saying or writing. There there must be a correspondence. Between the reality. Truth is what? Manifesting reality. So, if I am declaring something, if I am saying something about a reality, making it manifest, what it means is that whatever I am projecting, whatever I am proclaiming, there must be a correspondence between that reality and what I am saying. Otherwise, we call it false. Can we agree up to this point? So remember, there is a reality. Let's assume this microphone is the reality. It is something that is real. It exists. But it has to be made manifest. And how it is made manifest is in speaking or writing or projecting. So what we are saying is that if your speakings, if your writing, if your declarations, if your pronouncement of this reality does not correspond to this one, then whatever you are doing, saying, talking. So if I'm if I, I'm saying I'm teaching the truth. Okay, now you understand. You are saying. Mm-mm. So now, if uh, there is only one truth, Jesus. 
Anything you speak outside Jesus. Can you see this? Now let me show you. When we read that John chapter 17 verse 3, the Bible says that the Father is the only true God. Can I begin from here? I'm excited in my spirit already. He said, and this is life eternal. That they might know thee. Oh, Jesus wants us to know thee. Jesus wants us to know the only true God. (laughs) Can you see this? This is the prayer of Jesus in, in John chapter 17. The Lord's prayer. And he said, and this is life eternal. Let's start from verse 1. So when you are giving description about somebody and you are not expressing the reality of the person, you are lying. So the reason why Satan is a liar is because he cannot project the reality of God. He cannot. Now look at it. He said, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father. So who is he talking to? Father. Now when you understand this, I'm going to take you somewhere. You're welcome. Somewhere to John chapter 1 verse 18. Do you remember the scripture that says that no one has ever seen the Father except his own I will explain to you what he means by no one has seen the father what has he seen what did he not see so he said these works these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said father the hour is come glorify thy son that thy son may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this life, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God. In other words, eternal life makes you know God as the only true God. In other other words, the eternal life makes you know God as truth. It makes you know God as the only truth because there's only one truth. And then you also get to know Jesus, the saint one. Okay. Now, if this is true, that God is the only truth and he's the only true God, how could we have known God? Because the Bible says that God is invisible. Which means that God was God is a reality. He is real. He is the very epitome of truth or reality. He is the very reality of all realities. God. There's nothing as real as him. Yet he wasn't known. Can you see that? Which means that the reality of God was was there. But the truth of God was not there. So we are talking about Alethea. Say Alethea. Okay. Alethea means truth. 
truth. And this is our year of revealing Jesus as what? Truth and love. I know you know a lot about love. But we know little about truth. See, studying the whole Bible does not make it, there are portions of the scripture that are not truth. You see? So you must know what is truth. And we explain that the Greek word aletheia is a compound word a and lithia. Okay? Now, the a means without. And then the root word is called what? Lanthano. Which means hidden, to be hidden. Or what? Concealed. So, without to be hidden or concealed. So, literally what it means in the Greek is is what? Nothing hidden or made manifest, to make manifest reality. Which means there is a reality. But this reality, it can never be known. The truth about it is when this is manifested. Can you see it? When somebody gossips about you and you hear, you are like, ah, but it is not, this is not the truth. Because it's not actually, even if you are, what you are saying is true about me, I will be fine. You know, it's not that you make that statement. What it means is that there is a reality. But you manifesting the reality, you got it wrong. Can you see that? Alright. Now, with that understanding, we know that truth means making a reality manifested. Or manifesting a reality. Now, the manifestation of realities can be done in several ways. By words, by writing, by pronouncement. Anyhow you want this reality to be known and made manifest, that is called truth. So, for, for this reality and whatever is projecting it to, 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 correspond, um, to agree, they must correspond. So there must be a correspondence between what I'm saying and what is real. Just to fast forward, the reason why a lot of people don't have revelation about Jesus and saying all sorts of things is because they have not seen the reality. When you have not seen the reality, you say anything about it and it does not reflect who the reality is. Is that okay? Okay. Then we read the Bible, the scriptures, and the Bible says that God is the only true God. Now here in context, the verse 1 made us understand that Jesus was praying to the Father. And he's saying that the Father is what? The only true God. Because Jesus was in the flesh by then. The only, which means that there is only one true God. In other words, God who is truth. And I'm saying that this God who is true or who is real, he is more real than anything you can think about. He is more real than the word reality. He himself is the epitome of reality and truth. He himself. When you read some, some books or some manuscript, manuscript, they will say that one of the characters of God 
is truth. Truth is not his character. He is truth. He is truth personified. That is God for you. There is nothing as real as God. There is nothing as real. Now, and we, we agree that the Bible says that God is invisible, which means he cannot be seen. So the question is that, so how can this God, who cannot be seen, how can we project his truth? How can we make that reality? He is the reality. How can we make him known? That, that's what we are saying. So he used two ways to reveal his reality. One, by his word. And two, by the Holy Spirit. Can we get into it? In John chapter 17, okay, let's, we, John chapter 17 verse 17, okay, you go there. He says, sanctify them in thy truth. And he said, thy word is what? Truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. This is Jesus praying. He was asking the father to sanctify the disciples and all of us, you know, through what? His truth. Whose truth? The father's truth. And he says, thy word is truth. <laughs> okay. In other words, your word is manifesting your reality. Can you see that? He said, your word is truth. In other words, your word is manifesting your reality. That is why in John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says that in the beginning was that word that makes manifest God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with the reality. Was with God. And that word was still reality. <laughs> you remember the coexistence of God? Hmm. So in the beginning was the word. What, what's the essence of the word? Or the purpose of the word is to manifest, make manifest a reality. And who is that reality? The Father. So in John chapter 17, verse 8, he said, Sanctify them through your truth. Thy word. John 8, 32, what does he say? Know what? The truth. And the truth shall make you free. In other words, you can never be free until you know the reality of God who makes people free. So, people know certain aspects of God. It doesn't make them free. They are still in some kind of issues and problems. For example, when it comes to health, there are a whole lot of Christians who have not come to the reality, understanding the reality of this God who makes them well. Now, look at the truth a lot of people know about healing. They think that the same fact that used to exist in the Old Testament that he sent forth his word 
to heal what? Their diseases. They are still holding on to that truth. But that is no longer truth. It used to be. But it is no longer. The truth you have now. Too. By his stripes. Ye were healed. And the spirit that raised Jesus when he dwells inside of you. Can you see this? I wish above all things that ye may prosper and be in health. So these are the truth now. In under this dispensation. Now, the truth under this dispensation is now eternal truth. What it means is that it can never end. It won't change. What it actually means is that he sent forth his word to heal their disease. Was just a kind of manifestation. It was not the real truth. Because when you know the characteristics of truth, truth doesn't change. So put it, to put it this way, I'm not saying the word of God doesn't heal. But he doesn't send forth his word now. He gave birth to you from the word he sent. See, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of truth. So you see, now the word is called the word of truth. So that word that he sent, so today, Jehovah, Jehovah Rapha is not the name that works under this dispensation. Because Jehovah Jarrah, eh, Rapha reminds us of God our healer. He is no longer our healer because he has healed us already. Can you see it? We are in health. We are not looking up to him to come and heal us again. He has already healed us. This is the reality now. So the Bible says that the truth will make you free. You know, he said, he said, know the truth. Know the truth. He said, the truth will make you free. Know the truth. The truth will make you free. Say, ye shall know the truth. This is Jesus talking. Why is he saying they, will, they shall know the truth? What does he mean? All these were, what did they know? It wasn't the truth. John, can I show you something? Until Jesus came, truth had not come. John 1.14 Until Jesus came, truth had not come. The word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the what? The only begotten of the father. Full of grace and he is the one that has the truth of God. In other words, he is the one that reveals the reality that is unseen. Go on 15. 
John bear witness of him and cried, saying, This is he of whom I speak. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. Do you understand that one? He was before me. And of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. 17. Now look at it. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came. So grace and truth came by Jesus. Look, it was under the dispensation of Moses that God was sending his healing, his word to heal them. So it was still not truth. Because that's not the plan. The plan was not for God to be coming to heal you. In fact, the plan is not you getting sick and him coming. The plan was for him to birth you out of healing. So you don't get sick anymore. Can you see it? That is the plan of God. Lay hold on to this truth. It will help you. So before Jesus came, there was no truth. Everything was fact. Everything was fact until Jesus came. Now look at it. I want to show you something here. He said, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth. Grace and what? Truth. Truth. In verse 14, he said, for we have, for we have seen the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of what? Grace and truth. So, John was emphasizing on what? On truth. Then in the verse 18, he said something. After saying that, you know, the law was given to by Moses, was given to Moses. 17. There's another thing I need to show you here. He says, the law was given by Moses. Now, the reason why the, the Bible says the law was given by Moses because God did not give the law to Moses. It was angels that gave the law to Moses. God passed on the law to angels and angels passed the law on to Moses. So it was given to him. But he said, but grace and truth came. Where did he come from? He came from God, within God himself. And that's what the verse 18 explains. He said, for no man has ever seen God. No one, no man has ever seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom, bosom of the father. What, read the last one. In other words, he had made him manifest. What is he trying to say here? Is Jesus saying that, is John saying that nobody has ever seen God? But the Bible made it understand that Enoch was taken by God. And Elijah was also taken by God. Did they not see God? He is not talking about seeing. He is talking about truth. No man knows the truth of God. Except the only son in his bosom. Who makes him what? Who declares him? Nobody upon the earth was able to declare God as much as Jesus declared him. <laughs> 
can you see that jesus is the only one that is why he said i am the way the truth and the life that no one goes to the father except through me without jesus the truth about the father the reality of the father who the father is cannot be known let me show you something just so you know now in the old testament god was still manifesting you know his power his glory the bible says that one day elijah had an issue with the prophets of baal and he wanted to show forth god's power hmm? and the bible says that he called down fire and he came to burn god agreed now this same elijah the bible says that the king on the other side sent his soldiers to go and arrest him and bring him to him elijah was sitting somewhere and he was looking at them and he saw 50 soldiers well armed to come for the prophet and the bible says and the prophet screamed and said if i be a man of god let fire come down from heaven and what consume thee elijah was a man of vengeance he was a man that will slap you when you slap him an eye for an eye a sin for a sin <laughs> do you understand what i'm trying to say Elisha was a man of God as well. He was bored. And children were, children, they, they would laugh. Hey, man of God, you are motorway, motorway, you know. I don't know if they were motorway then, but you know. And the Bible says that, and he commanded bears from the forest to come and kill the children. Now, be, listen, oh, I'm telling you something. When Elijah called down the fire on two occasions the bible says the fire came down and devoured them he used the name of god he said if i be a man of god let fire come down from heaven and consume them and the bible said the fire came and dealt with them he said and elijah answered and said to the captain of 50 if i be a man of god and today a lot of men of god use this and let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy 50 what happened and there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Okay. Then they went. The, and the news went to the king. And the king sent another one. And they came. And also he sent unto them another captain of 50 with his 50. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thou had the king, thou had the king said, Calm down quickly. You dare not command him. <laughs> said, Calm down quickly. And Elijah answered and said unto them, If I be a man of God, let he will even answer that I won't come. He said, Let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and, the, and his fifty. But the last fifty, they were wise. When they came, they came with plea. <laughs> And he sent again captain of you know the third 50 and his 50. And the third captain of the 50 came up. He came and fell on his knees before Elijah. The other ones were standing. Hey, calm down. But this guy, they were they were wise. So they fell down before him and said, and besought him and said unto him, Oh man of God, I pray thee. But if you have heard these two stories, how can you be stubborn? 
it is only a foolish person that will be stubborn. He said, I pray thee, let my life and the life of these 50 thy servants be precious in thy sight. Now you can see here that Elijah was so powerful. They were according him like God. Because they knew everything he would say would come to pass. And that is, that is the kind of prophet he was. Can you see this? But Jesus, in the New Testament, some people were stopping him from doing something. Luke 9, 55. Let's do 54, 55. Let's do 53. Okay. And sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans. Please look at this story. To make ready for him, for Jesus. Next and they did not receive him. The Samaritans did not receive Jesus. Because his face, look at, the, look at the reason. His face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. <laughs> look at the reason. Eh? Charlie, today somebody can just look at your face and say, hey, you, <laughs> if I see your face, you, you eat your love today. So we won't, we won't open you to go home. This was all the problem. Now look at the disciples. And the disciples, James and John saw this. When they saw this, they said, Lord, would thou have we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them as what Elijah did? They saw that act as truth. Because the thing came from heaven. I want to tell you, the fact that it came from heaven was not because God was excited about it. There was something Elijah didn't know. That even though God was, God is a God of vengeance, he wants to take the vengeance himself. Not you. But since he has spoken the word, God can do nothing but make it happen. There's one thing God cannot withhold from you when your faith says yes. When your faith says yes, God can never say no. So by the faith of Elijah, he said, if I be a man of God, and he was, then let fire come down, and the fire came. But in the heart of heart, I just want to show you that God was not happy about Elijah calling down fire. Because when James and John heard this, they wanted the same thing to happen. Let's look at the truth in verse 55. But he turned and rebuked them and said ye know not what manner of spirit ye are of show me TPT Jesus rebuked them sharply saying don't you realize what spews from your heart when you say that the son of man did not come to destroy life but to bring life to the earth. This is truth. This is truth. And I showed you another one. When Isaiah was talking about the coming of Jesus Christ, he kept mentioning, is it in Isaiah 60? When he began to mention that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he has anointed me to bring blah, blah, blah. Then he also said, to bring to show that the day the year of the Lord's what 
acceptance and vengeance. But when Jesus took the book of Isaiah and he was reading the, the same book in, in, in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, Jesus, when he got to vengeance, he closed the scroll. Because that is not truth. That is not truth. Have I taught you before on that? Okay, go to Isaiah 60. So can you see that God is not happy about the fire Elijah called? Arise and shine for the light has come and the glory of God is upon thee. Uh-huh. So I want you to notice here. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are what? Bound. Uh-huh. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and what? The day of vengeance of our God to comfort them, to f- comfort all that mourn. See, in Luke chapter 14 verse 4 verse 18 Jesus look for 18 Jesus took okay look, go to 17 16 so that those who have never read this before they will know what we are saying okay and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was custom was he went into the synagogue on the sabbath day and stood up for to what to read okay two seven uh, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet isaiah so here tells you that the words jesus spoke from verse 18 were not his words he only read the words of isaiah he found the he found the place where it was written. Uh-huh. Now, exactly what Isaiah wrote. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. The 19 to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, when you go back to Isaiah, don't go. You realize after here, he says, and the day of vengeance of the Lord. Now, when Jesus read to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the next verse. And he closed the book. He closed the book and gave it, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. The eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fasting on him. Do you know why? Why he stopped there? Why he stopped? Because they were wondering, Master, continue the thing. But Jesus stopped there. Remember, in John chapter 17, verse 3, he said, And this is life eternal, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the sent one. So Jesus has been sent by the Father. God, the Father is the reality. Jesus is the one manifesting the reality. That is why Jesus is called the truth of God. 
it's because he is the one manifesting the reality of God and the reality of God is such that I don't want to kill men can you see this so Jesus came to reveal the reality which is God unto us So I was telling you that there are two ways God revealed his reality to men. By his word. That was Jesus. When we read it. He said sanctify them by the truth. That truth. That word is what? Truth. And he says that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So that word is what? Truth. Truth means what? He is the one manifesting the reality. Who is the reality? God. The father. Is it clear enough? Then, when Jesus went, another came to continue revealing the reality. He's called the Holy Spirit. And before he came, his name is John 16, 13. He said, look at his name. And when the spirit of truth comes, he's called the spirit of truth. Why is the Holy Spirit called the spirit of truth? Because he only speaks the truth. No, he came to reveal the reality of God. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into, in other words, he will guide you into all the manifestations of God. Oh, this man, somebody will enter into God. Now, when I say you enter into God, I'm not saying because the Bible says that he that believed that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and him in God. Oh, that is truth. But I'm talking about experiences whereby the Holy Ghost we shall literally enter into God. Some of you, like I said, those of you that came earlier, I will announce it later on again. You'll be praying. You find yourself entering into God. You begin to see the, the dimension. This is the year where we are going to see a lot of supernatural encounters. You begin to have diverse manifestations. How is that possible? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. See, Jesus says he was the way, right? You know what I see the Holy Spirit? Oh. Can you imagine like a thick smoke like here and you don't know what is behind and you are entering into it this way and as you enter you begin to see reality like wow when a man has fellowship with the Holy Spirit do you know what happens to you? you enter into him when you enter into him you begin to see all the realities of God don't you understand the Holy Spirit is the atmosphere of God he's the one oh in, Ge- in Genesis chapter 1 the Bible described him as a bear that broods over what? like a, like a chick you know when the chicks are under the mother's feathers and it's bro- you can never tell there's something there when we enter there he broods over us and we begin to enjoy, enjoy the, the warmth and all the realities of God I'm telling you I'm telling you God wants to have so much encounters with his people more than we c- this year if you position yourself well you'll be amazed keep praying I'm telling you at least in fact at most 
no at least one and a half hours every day do 45 minutes in the morning do 45 minutes in the evening that's one, one hour 30 minutes every day every day from the month of february we'll do it midnight but you can do yours pray and have that consciousness and have fellowship with the holy spirit i'm talking about prayers where you have no prayer topics you know that is that is that is how you enjoy the holy ghost santa prayer topics are they break the flow you know like you you are there you know you wake up from bed you went to take your bath and maybe you you were t- you felt like you should sit on your bed. You sat on your bed. You can see inside of you. Something is building inside. You can feel some growth. Some like like balloon. Something is being inflated in you. By the time you open your eyes, it's one hour. Now, pray until now. Prayer doesn't become a problem. And that is, I believe that is the dispensation we have gotten to. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Mm. He said, how be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into, for he shall not speak of himself. Why? Because messengers don't speak of themselves. In the Old Testament, he was not called the Holy Spirit. He was called the angel of God, of the angel of the Lord. He was called the angel of the Lord. Moses said, if your presence will not go with me, he said, I will not go. He said, said, my angel shall go ahead of you. He's called the angel of the Lord. That name was not the real, real name. Even Holy Spirit is not the real name. The name of the Spirit is Jesus. The day Jesus came, truth, grace came. What was the truth? The truth was that God the Father's name was Jesus. The Holy Spirit's name was Jesus. And the Son's name was Jesus. This is truth. Nobody ever knew this until he came. I'm telling you. Go and read the book of Judges. Samson. You will see and the spirit. You will never see and the spirit of the Lord or the Holy Spirit. All you see is that and the spirit. And the spirit. That was the dimension of God that was working with Samson. Even in the Old Testament, the first time we heard of the Holy Spirit, he was not called the Holy Spirit. He was called the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God moved. He had to, he had to show, you know, he was trying to reveal himself until the day Jesus was born. The Bible says, for a holy thing has been born. And the Bible says that, and his father was the Holy Ghost. That was when the word Holy Spirit, boom, came alive. Why? Because a holy thing has been born. You must understand the scriptures. So realities has been unfolding. It's called the effulgence of his glory. You see, the realities of God is not known. We think we, we, we don't know. And we can we will not know all until we go to heaven. We will try. Please make, let your knowing percentage keep increasing. Some of you are at negative 0.221. Some people are zero. 
Make sure you are growing every day. This year, give yourself some time. About an hour in the word. Tell yourself, I want to know some truth about God. And steady, just read. Even if you don't understand, just read. You will understand. How do I mean? And when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into the truth. He will show you. He will not speak of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you what? Things to come. Go on. He shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine. And shall what? Show it unto you. Go on. I love the next one. All things that the Father hath are what? Therefore said I. Look at authority. Oh. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I. Said I. You know, if you if you understand English, you know, you know, when they use it is I. Said I. It carries a lot of weight. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and what? Show it unto you. So this is the dispensation. The Holy Ghost is showing you Jesus. He's showing you the Father. Hey, you know the Father. You know Jesus. You know. So without the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you can't know the Holy Spirit. You can't know Jesus. Okay, let me just show you how it runs. Without the Holy Spirit, you can't know Jesus. Without Jesus, you can't know the Father. Because the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus and Jesus reveals the Father. So, as you have fellowship with this one, the Holy Spirit, you have the, you know, the, 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 the Spirit encounters, etc. Get into the Word. Because the Word reveals Him. Remember, in the beginning was the Word. The Word revealed God. Where was the Holy Ghost? He was in God. He was not revealed yet. That is why he said, I will pray the Father and he shall what? And he said, the Spirit of God which proceedeth from the Father because the Holy Spirit was inside God. So he proceeded from the Father. So the Word of God came to reveal, to manifest God's reality. The Spirit of God also came to manifest God's reality through Jesus. Why is the Holy Spirit not revealing God to you straight? Have you thought about it? Because of the covenant. Because of what Jesus did. He must always be honored. The Holy Spirit cannot jump. Didn't you see? He said, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he heareth. He said, then he shall take of mine. Then he said, because I've said, whatever the Father hath is mine. He will show you what is mine. Can you see the process? So you cannot know the Father without Jesus. Because it is through Jesus that we all qualify to know the Father. Without Jesus, nobody can see the Father. Without Jesus, nobody qualifies for anything of the Father. Without Jesus, nobody is righteous enough to, to see the Father, receive from the Father without Jesus. But when man is not in the picture, they flow. 
because they co-inherit and coexist in each other the word is in the father and the spirit is in the father the father is in the word and the father is in the spirit the spirit is in the word and the spirit is in the, the you know so they call in here that is why philip says show us the father and jesus said if you have seen me you have seen the father you are seeing jesus but inside jesus is the holy ghost and in the father so you are seeing them at the same time at the same place at the same point Who made all these things possible? Jesus. Without Jesus, all these could not have been possible. That is what the Holy Ghost is called. Parakletos. Another of the same kind. He's never different from Jesus. Because he came with one purpose. To reveal the Father. Listen, let me tell you. When we say glory. Oh, Jesus. Glory is God. <laughs> breaking himself down. In, 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 in. In fragments that can be known and can be uttered. That's what we call glory. Oh, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse, verse 1, he says that God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake unto us by his words, prophet, has in this time spoken unto us by his son. And then he began, I mean, verse 2. <laughs> he said, Who has in this last day spoken unto us by his son? Oh, then he said, Whom he had what? Appointed heir. Oh, heir of all things. By whom also he made the aeons, the world. You see, this aeons, this world you see here, is not the world, this our world. He's talking about the universe. Do you know how many universes we have? Ours is just one universe. There are worlds, there are aeons. Can I show you one? Inside Christ is one aeon. The day you became born again, you entered into another world. That is why he said, I am going to prepare a place. Okay, I show you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 to 8. You will see something. to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian raymond night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our frenesis service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-008000. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name, victory.